Corporate MX Network production. This is the Rocky Mountain ATV MC Kiefer Tested Podcast. The podcast you come to for the straight insight on all things moto-centric. Hard parts, bikes, gear, suspension, motor mods, and more. It's Kiefer Tested. Here he is, Chris Kiefer. Hey everybody, welcome in. My name is Chris Kiefer. How are you doing? If this is your first time here... Glad to have you on board. This is the Rocky Mountain ATVMC.com Kiefer Tested Podcast presented by FXR Racing and Racetech. And if this isn't your first time here, welcome back. Thank you for joining me. Uh, we have fun on this show. We talk some truth. We talk about dirt bikes. Sometimes it gets sideways. But overall, it's pretty transparent show. And it's just like me and you are bullshitting on the back of a tailgate and talking about dirt bikes. So that is what the Kiefer Tested Podcast is all about. So... Uh, I get a lot of new listeners actually hit me up so lately, so I want to make sure to greet you guys the right way, and thank you for joining me. So uh, this show ought to be interesting for most of you guys out there. Lots of two-stroke lovers, mm-hmm. and uh, it's a, it's a, it's a <laughs> it's a bittersweet day for me here because uh, I got to eat some crow in this show. Uh, I got to talk about some things that I thought were true, and comes to find out they were not. So going to be an interesting show today, but first thing first, let's pay some bills. Let's talk to you about these wonderful advertisers that are on this show and how to save you guys some money. So, hey, want to do some shopping? Want to get parts that are in stock? Go to RockyMountainATVMC.com because they are the premier shopping destination for us. Low prices, unparalleled customer service, free three-day shipping, over 75 bucks. It's easy. We'll see why you guys should be going to Kiefer Inc. Testing right now. Do it. KeyFreakTesting.com. Click on the RMATVMC banner. That's right, the banner. And continue to live your life, continue to shop. And what that does, it gives us a snippet of what you guys are purchasing and lets them know that you like when I eat crow, that you like listening to the show, that you like listening to me banter, and uh, so on and so forth. So thank you guys for doing that if you have. And if you haven't, I would appreciate it if you did. It does really help out our situation over here. So thank you for doing that. And, of course, you guys know what gear I wear, fxrracing.com. Get the code KKMX35. Save yourself 30% off gear. Uh, Anything that they have on the website, you can get some helium gear, some Revo gear. Those are two of my faves. And another fave of mine is the 6D ATR2 helmet. That is awesome. You can get uh, 30% off that. Uh, if you have a lady or maybe uh, a lady friend that rides dirt bikes as well, I have a different code for you as well. We'll get some um, uh, maybe a little bit more off than 30%, right? Let's get these ladies out riding. And uh, hit me up, chris at keyforinktesting.com. I'll get you a different code for the ladies. But uh, go do it. Go try some FXR gear if you haven't already. Race Tech, guess what? They have an engine seminar that's going on right now. What makes a world-class engine? Hmm. How do you create low-end power and power band while improving peak power at the same time? Tough to do. How do you build a high-performance engine that will last? Another thing that's tough to do. Racetech covers all of this and more with their new engine seminars. Click the link, racetech.com, to learn more. Um, I think it's pretty bitchin'. I'm going to go actually go learn some stuff off of this damn uh, seminar. I'm going to go do it myself because I love learning. I'm a techie guy. 
And I want to know what the F is going on with these engines and how they last and what they do because Andrew and the guys over there do a great job. Rob does an awesome job with suspension. So go visit Racetech.com right now and see if you can get into a class and learn a little bit, get a little bit more knowledge, be smarter. It's, uh, it's not a bad thing to do. I try to teach my kid, hey, man, it's cool to be smart. It's not cool to be dumb. So uh, I'm going to uh, put my best foot forward and then do and practice what I preach over here at the Kiefer household, and I'm going to go do one of these things. So it sounds fun. Uh, also, of course, thank you to all of these other uh, advertisers on here. Power Motorsports, Works Connection, Ride Engineering, Chevrolet of Colleen, Texas, Pro Taper, 6D Helmets, Oregon Old Timers Association, ScreenPrintingDone.com, Dunlop Motorcycle Tires, Plum Creek Funding, that's right. I do it all over here. You want to uh, refi your house? Want a loan to get a house? Zach, Plum Creek Funding. Important piece to the life puzzle, right? And last but not least, Blood Lubricants. Uh, use the code Kiefer to save 25% off of a box of oil. It's what we use here in our test bikes. All great stuff. All of these advertisers are really good, great people. Uh, any questions about any of this stuff, you can always email me. You guys know the email and uh, we'll get you sorted and get you a discount code if uh, if all else fails, okay? All right, so here we are. New week, new show, and I'm going to suck it hard right now because uh, I just rode the 2022 YZ250. That's right, not a YZ250F. 250, brrrr, two banger. And guess what? It was fun. It was fun. <sighs> Never thought I'd say this. If you guys follow the show, you follow Pulp, look, not a huge two-stroke proponent guy. I'm not, like, fanboying over two-strokes. I don't get the whole cult two-stroke thing. And, and let me tell you something. I grew up on two-strokes. It's what I raced back in the day. It's obviously I, I'm 40 years, something years old. So I raced and rode two strokes all through my teenage years, early 20s, and that's what I rode. Um, but since being on four strokes, I have come to love everything about them and how you can ride them and how it evolves your riding technique, and it's just an easier bike to ride. And uh, to me, and to me, more fun until today. There's a lot of things about today that I want to get into, and we can just make a whole show about why this this changes my mind. But let's talk about, let's focus in on the 2022 YZ250, okay, and uh, explain to you guys what exactly uh, it feels like to ride if you're coming off of a YZ250 older two-stroke, or if you're thinking about maybe making the switch from a four-stroke, cover some of that here in in today's show, and uh, just for full disclosure... Uh, Yamaha did not give me one of these. I actually borrowed Jamie's from Twisted Development. He actually purchased one. And I went out today to do some uh, pipe and silencer testing for him. But I got to ride the bike in stock form. Got to spend a whole day at Glen Helen. And got to test a couple different FMF systems that will be for sale. We'll talk about that as well. And uh, basically give you the whole spiel on uh, what it's like to ride this 2022 YZ250 because I know you guys are chomping at the bit. I posted something today, and actually I didn't even know my son was recording me on a two-show because he knows the backstory. He knows uh, he knows on the way down the hill I wasn't exactly just like stoked about riding today, right? Because I knew what I was doing. Uh, some days 
yes, even though it's a dirt bike, some days are more fun than others. And today was something that I looked at um, as work. I was like, I'm going down for work. It wasn't like, hey, I can't wait to ride this bike and talk about it, going to type about it. I was like, I'm going to ride two-stroke today. I want to get some information. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's work day. It's This is what we're doing. So uh, he took a video of me, and that sparked up a lot of uh, conversation up over on my Instagram page. So <laughs> I thought, yeah, it's just the right time to do this podcast right now, I'll give you guys some information and what it's like to ride. So let's dive right into it. There is not, Even though the bike, when I walked up to the bike, it's awesome. It's freaking really cool-looking bike. Uh, the updates that they made, uh, especially just to the plastic and ergonomics of the bike, is much better, a lot better. It's cool the way the seat comes off. There's like a, a little hole. I don't want to say a hole, but like a, yeah, I guess a hole in the middle of the back part of the seat. You can pop this little tab off, little Yamaha emblem. You could take the seat off with one bolt. Um, that is new. It's updated through the shrouds. Um, rear fender, front fender, the way the intake is laid out, there's uh, allows for a straighter, more efficient draw uh, into the intake tract. So that is different. Has revised suspension dampening, uh, basically what Yamaha calls a leaf spring in the mid-speed uh, for increased performance. So we'll talk about that. Uh, new brake system and uh, larger front pistons, a more rigid caliper. Uh, there's a redesigned 270-millimeter front rotor with, they say, 30% increase in pad contact area. So that is different. Um, they redesigned the rear rotor. Um, and also the di- outer diameter of the rear disc is uh, 200 to four- 240 millimeters versus 245. So there's unsprung weight there, which is, you know, I don't think that really concerns us listening to this podcast, but that's what they did. Ergonomics, flatter seat, narrow fuel tank design, uh, obviously integrated body panels, slimmer shrouds. Uh, basically, it says there is greater movement on this bike, and I'll have to agree. Uh, coming off of uh, a 21 today, and I did do that, just so you guys know. I rode an older YZ two-stroke to just to kind of compare, and I, I didn't do that today back-to-back, but I rode it over the weekend just to feel it. And let me tell you something. Uh, it's a lot different, a lot, lot different feeling, which I was surprised with because I was expected to get the same engine character because there wasn't a lot of, you know, changes inside the engine. Cylinder head's the same. Uh, the cylinder, the porting's the same. All of that is the same uh, with minimal changes, you know, and just that air take design. So hopping on this bike, I will say this. I was expecting a lot of vibration. I didn't get a lot of vibration to the bars, which is a pleasant surprise for me. So there's one thing I hate about two strokes is that it vibrates a lot through my hands. Uh, I would go to a pro taper bar. The bar bend itself is really nice. I will say overall the ergonomics is much flatter. To me, ergonomically, this is the best Yamaha rider triangle that is out there right now. It is better than the YZ450F. It's better than the YZ250F. This whole flatter seat profile on the two stroke, much, much friendlier to my six foot frame versus my four-strokes that I've been testing out lately. And let me tell you, uh, it's been a lot of time on these four-strokes lately. I just put up a 450F baseline settings article over on pulpmx.com. You can check that out. Uh, it's hot as balls here, guys. Like, I cannot wait till fall. I know some of you East Coast guys listen to this going, I don't want to hear that, Kiefer. It's cold as shit. I'm not doing that. Well, back here on the West Coast, it's 109 degrees. Uh, the devil himself is walking around Glen Helen Raceway. Uh, I'm done. 
I'm tapped out. So, uh, <laughs> so I'm waiting for a cooler weather. But man, there has been a lot of testing going on. And um, shoot, uh, I I was pleasantly surprised once I pulled out on the track and uh, got on the gas, and I was like, man, this whole rider triangle area feels a lot better than the four stroke. So that is just something that I thought of. I uh, <laughs> two things I thought of was the hot weather. And then how good the ergonomics were as I'm rolling out on the track. Those are the two things that enter my mind here, people. Um, never a dull moment, trust me. Uh, so once I got on the track, compared to the 2021 version, it still has an exciting R- a low RPM hit. I want to say snap, because we're talking two strokes here. Uh, it has a good snap. But what the 21 comes on a little bit harder, I guess I want to say, and a little bit more uncontrollable. What this new YZ250 does is it still has that nice low RPM crack, comes on a little bit smoother, and is broader. Oh, I'm not going to say four-stroke-ish because it still feels two-stroke-ish, but I will say this, man. It has a lot of rear-wheel connection than I've ever felt coming from a Yamaha, okay? Almost KTM-ish because I spent some time on a 250SX, and that's where the 250SX doesn't have... Uh, it doesn't have that excitement like the YZ250 has, but it has a little bit more connection. This new one, this YZ, has a little bit more rear wheel connection and doesn't slide out in corners as much. And then once you roll the throttle on, it's very, it's broad. It's not so, brat, 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 brat. It has initial burr, but it really gradually builds um, its RPMs, and you can short shift it. I like that. So expecting the worst, I got really good feedback uh in the first two laps and this is on the stock system so before i started testing fmf pipes and silencers i wrote it completely stock so for me a couple things here uh coming from a 2021 it has a little bit linear feel so i would say less torque feeling down low but where it makes it up is in mid-range meat it has a lot of mid-range meat and it, it does pull a little bit farther on top end than the 2021. Uh, and when I say minimal, um, I guess what I want to say is like the 21 has more hit, right? But the 2022 version, it's not a dog down low. It just has more control, I guess I want to use that. I don't want to say it has less low end because it feels like the low end is as good. It just has more control feeling to the rear wheel which was very odd for me coming from a two-stroke. Like, I didn't expect to have that. And let me tell you, Glen Helen, there's not a lot of traction there. If you guys have ridden there, you guys know what I'm talking about. There's not a lot of things to bank off of. You have little dishes to go through, not ruts, dishes. If you guys aren't new to the show, we call those, you know, we call ruts here in California dishes uh, because they're not that deep. And when you roll that throttle on, when you have a shallow rut to, to use, it's easy to mess up and get your rear wheel sliding out, but the YZ250 uh, 2022 really feels connected in those areas, and it was easy to ride. Uh, so, that being said, uh, it created a more fun feeling for me because I actually had some rear wheel feel coming out of corners, and then when I go to short shift and I want to get in third gear, it actually pulled pretty far. Uh, I used fourth gear at times at Glen Helen, so third gear does run out at Glen Helen. There's a long straightaway. So going up Talladega, I was in fourth gear. And uh, surprisingly enough, another thing that it does better than the 21, it it lugs better. Uh, I feel like 
it lugs a little bit better in third gear and corners. Stab in the clutch, it does pick right back up, so recovery is a small amount improved. And just overall rideability of the 2020 is more friendly, especially for vet riders. So Jamie rode it, and he thought it was really good. He liked it. He thought the fork was a little bit harsh. We'll talk about suspension in a minute. And uh, for me, uh, pleasantly surprised. So you guys want to talk shit? You guys want to uh, record this this whole thing? I am sorry. I will say it. So get ready. Get ready to push record. I apologize to the two-stroke lovers out there. I actually did have a fun time riding this bike today. Uh, rode home today. Just <laughs> just crossed my mind driving home. I'm like, eh, it'd be fun to own one of these things. Just to have. Just to have. I'm not race. I don't want to go race two-stroke nationals. I don't want to do all that. Wouldn't be pretty cool just to have one. Have fun out here in the desert when it rains. Go to some turn tracks. Because it, it will teach you some things. Like what I noticed today and what I suck at when I get on a two-stroke, uh, a couple things stood out to me. I boner air jumps like a son of a bitch. Uh, front end's high, really light feeling. Uh, I don't have a lot of front end traction like I do on a four-stroke. The front end in lean and lean the corners, like area two of the corner, is really light and vague feeling. So i got to change my body positioning for that. i got to change my body positioning when I go up a face of the jump and lean a lot more forward. And for me, holy shit, it freewheels into a corner way better, much better than a four-stroke. I have no engine braking, and I'm like, holy shit, my braking points are way off. So it, it was almost fun re, relearning how to ride a little bit. I guess I want to say that. Um, but it wasn't such a, a dog in the motor department where it wasn't fun. To me, 125s aren't fun because it's a lot of work, right? You really got to work to make yourself go fast. And to me, going fast is what makes me happy, what makes it fun for me. So the 252 stroke, I can still ride pretty fast, and that's fun. And then I still got to learn some different things, some setup, how to to ride it even better. So something to be said about driving, riding around Glen Helen on a two-stroke and passing dudes on four-strokes, it is fun. Uh Go ahead, eat crow there too. It is fun passing four strokes and knowing that you're underpowered, but yet you can just rip in these corners, come in, dive in, and the sound that they make when you hit a rut and getting out is oh, it it is cool, man. It is uh, that is the probably the most attractive thing to me is the sound of the bike right before it lands. Yeah, that, and then railing a rut, and then when the rut starts to get cupped out a little bit or blown out and you go yeah and then yeah cut down underneath it that's awesome i like that that is fun i would love to ride one of these bikes at a nice like ruddy track oh that'd be fun that'd be so fun uh things that i think it lacks and again i am uh coming off of four strokes so it just doesn't pull as far as i would like to you know um i would just think for me uh, I would like it a little bit longer pulling power. So this is where the FMF systems came in. We tested some. Uh, I tested the gnarly pipe with the PowerCore 2 uh, silencer. And then I tested the Rev pipe with the PowerCore 2 silencer. And then I tested the Rev pipe with the stock silencer. So three different setups. The gnarly with the PowerCore 2 gave me a little bit more bottom to mid-range feel. Um minimal but a little bit more but it didn't rev out as good so i was like eh, 
Here at Glen Helen, I don't think I would like go that direction. If I was on a tighter track uh, in the woods or something like that, um, maybe we can uh, go to that system right there. But for faster type of tracks, I went to the Rev and the Power Core 2, and that was better. That actually improved bottom end still, gave me some mid-range meat, and then pulled a little bit farther on top and over Rev, which I liked going up these hills. I can come out in second gear, shift a little bit later, or shift early, and then let that third gear eat. That was cool. Um, I will say jetting was a little bit uh, rich. Um, when I went to the the Rev and the Power Core 2, a little bit rich on top. It was super hot today. Uh, it was like over 100 degrees at Glen Helen, but it's a little bit rich on top end. Otherwise, anything below that was really good, so that was that was nice. Uh, then I put the stock silencer on with the Rev, and that gave it a little bit more throttle response down low and a little bit more bottom end, like snap, like rep, rep, rep. but um, actually a little bit more excitement, made the bike feel a little bit lighter, but it didn't stretch out to the top end as much as the uh, Power Core 2 silencer. So that's your combination. If you plan on going to a muffler, or sorry, I want to say muffler because it's four-stroke. If you plan on going to a pipe and silencer, uh, for me, the FMF Rev and the PC2, we call that the Power Core 2, uh, was a good setup. I didn't have any other pipes to try, so don't ask me, hey, have you tried the Pro Circuit? No, I haven't tried anything yet. This is the only thing I tried. So um, that would be the system I go to 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 allow you know my money to <laughs> speak for itself. I hate buying these kind of things and then going, hey, I don't really feel a difference. Like I actually felt the difference with the Rev and the PC2, so I would go that direction. And let's say you don't buy uh, a PowerCore 2 silencer, you just want the pipe. Uh, I would go with a raw pipe because they look the best. Uh, the Rev pipe is awesome, and you will get a little bit more meat in the mid-range and bottom end, uh, but it'll be about as good on top end. So uh, for me, with the silencer, that does help the top end and over Rev a little bit. So... That's what I felt from the FMF systems. The suspension chassis-wise, it is soft. Uh, I don't know if the team over here in R&D in America had time to test this stuff. But to me, I'm very familiar with OEM testing. It feels like a Japanese setting. I've been a part of, uh, of these production tests, and I've felt Japanese settings, and this is what that feels like. So what I mean by that, it just feels soft, and it just I feel like I need more dampening throughout the whole stroke you know um i feel like i want a little bit more hold up when it comes to slamming into things and i would like just a little bit more dampening feel on the shock and the fork when i g out this is when i feel like it bottoms a lot so uh coming in some rollers and if i get down into the pocket between rollers, I can just feel like the in-stroke on the shock just kind of empty, and I can slam. Fork, if I jump up into a face of something or I flat land on a single, uh, it goes through the stroke a little bit. So I stiffened up the fork two clicks. Um, I stiffened up the rear two clicks, slowed the rebound down one on the shock, and then turned the high speed in one-eighth, and that helped. And that kept me pretty happy at Glen Helen. Um it does pick up small chop for me very well. I do like that. Uh, for me, um, when you're coming across these edges at Glen Helen, so again, at Glen Helen, you're always on the side of your knobs. You're always on the lean angle of, of your bike. So 
you're coming across, sweeping, cutting across bumps. The bike handles really well. As, as a two-stroke, I was thinking, eh, it's going to be, you know, skittish, shaky. No, it's pretty stable. Uh, didn't mess with the fork height at all. And that suspension there soaked up all that small shit at Glen Helen that was pretty pretty hefty today. Uh, a lot of these guys are going up to Hangtown. We're riding at Glen Helen today, and it was uh, pretty stable. So I was happy with the suspension. You will find it to be a little bit soft. I would like to uh, change the low-speed dampening on both. I think I could use a little bit more high-speed in the shock and then use a little bit more low-speed in the in the fork and uh, possibly you know, some rebound dampening as well in the shock. I think the spring rakes feel okay. I just think it's more dampening-related. But if you weigh any more than 170 pounds and you're fairly aggressive on this bike, you'll notice that it is pretty soft, and it'll, it will bottom out, and you will feel that. So just FYI. Hey, sorry about that. I know you're just deep, deep into this two-stroke talk. But let's pay some bills. Let's talk about these advertisers. Stay calm. <sighs> Relax. Relax. Listen to this short commercial break. Get some discount codes. We'll be right back with... All-American Chevrolet in Colleen, Texas is a proud supporter of Keeper Inc. and invites everyone to experience the difference for all of your Chevy sales and service needs. Mention Keeper Inc. and get 50% off your next oil change and a front end alignment at no charge. Remember, whether you're hauling your bikes to the weekend track, trail, or race, or commuting to the job that pays for your moto habit, we have the truck to get you there in style. Visit us online anytime at ChevyColleen.com. That's All-American Chevrolet of Colleen. Chevy, find new roads. ScreenPrintingDone.com T-shirts! Get your sassy T-shirts! Yeah! Good morning. We didn't catch your name last night. ScreenPrintingDone.com I'm not supposed to be within 200 feet of a Chuck E. Cheese. I need that shirt. Where'd you get that shirt? ScreenPrintingDone.com Let's get into this T-shirt. It's a cute top. Where'd you get that shirt? ScreenPrintingDone.com That does sound awesome. I see things no one should ever see. I got a pretty dumb sense of humor, bro. ScreenPrintingDone.com <laughs> You an older dude looking to race some races, maybe looking to do some longer motos? OregonOldTimers.com is coming out with a new 2021 schedule. We will have that up on the new shows in January, so check them out. OregonOldTimers.com. Any questions about going to the Old Timers Association, hit me up, Chris, at KeeferInkTesting.com, and I'll help you out. See you guys at the races next year. Hey, Kiefer, what oil should I run? What weight should I run? Lots of emails coming in about oil. You know what I choose? Bloodlubricants.com, 1040 Pro Series Synthetic Oil. If you guys haven't run Blood Lubricants Synthetics, you should try it. Email Jeff over there at Blood Lubricants, info at bloodlubricants.com. Mention the code Kiefer, get 25% off a case of oil. I run the 1040 Pro Series in all of my test bikes here. It works great. Keeps the engine cooler as well. Clutch life is enhanced and longer. I go through clutches on that Yamaha YZ450F every 10 hours. Now I can go 15 hours. So great oil. Email Jeff over there. Use the code. Save yourself some money. Email me, Chris, at KeeferInkTesting.com. If you have any questions about the oil, I'm happy to help. You got a new bike? Hell. You got an old bike? Go to ride-engineering.com. You can use the code KT25 to get 25% off. If you're looking for anything chassis-related, clamps, 
bar mounts, axle blocks, whatever it is. They even got calipers, brakes. They do it all over there at ride-engineering.com. So go check them out. Use the code. Save yourself some money. If you have any questions, you guys know the email. Visit them. Ride-engineering.com. Hey, did you crash? Or maybe you're just looking for a different handlebar bend. Go to ProTaper.com and go look at the Evo and Fusion line handlebars. I run the Fusion on the KTM 450, and I run the Evo on the YZ450F. Doesn't matter what you are. You like crossbars? You don't want a crossbar? ProTaper has it. They got grips. Dude, they got some nice, soft grips. I'm a half-waffle soft guy. Greatest grips ever. Go check them out. The Race Cut grips? Come on. I am an SX Race Evo and Fusion guy, so go check them out, protaper.com. And if you guys are wondering about handlebar dimensions, go to keyforinktesting.com. There's a complete article on which handlebar dimension is best for your bike. Go search around. It's a fun article. Keyforink testing, it's a great place to do it. You know what else is? Protaper. Protaper.com. Maybe you're at home or in the car and you listen to the Key for Tested podcast. Maybe you already own a home. Maybe you're looking to purchase. You know what? Rates are down, so maybe you should try refinancing now. I know Heather and I just did. You can pull cash out, debt consolidation, or maybe you just need some credit score advice. Deal with a professional that has been in the business for 25 years, dude. And this guy rides. He's a good dude. Zach Morris. No, not saved by the bell, Zach Morris. He's licensed in California, Nevada, and Colorado. You can call or text Zach at Plum Creek Funding. 720-212-4685. You guys have any questions about Zach, hit me up, chris at keyforinktesting.com, or just simply text him yourself, 720-212-4685. Plum Creek Funding, Zach Morris, hit him up. You guys looking to buy a new bike? 2021s are out. Go to Power Motorsports. That's right, they're in Oregon, powermotorsports.com. If you guys want a deal on a Yamaha, ooh, or a Kawasaki, Ah, or maybe, just maybe, you want a KTM. They got them all there. They have Kiefer Inc. testing special discounts. Email me, chris at kieferinktesting.com, and I will get you in touch with David Sibley. That's right, David Sibley at Power Motorsports. He knows the drill. He knows Kiefer Inc. testing gives the best deals possible, and so do Power Motorsports. Hit him up, powermotorsports.com. See? That wasn't so bad. Your saw did great. Great job, everybody. Thank you for listening to these commercials. Now we're back with two-stroke mania. Again, chassis, easy to lean into a corner. Initial lean, very, very easy to do. Uh, area two of the corner, the front end does feel a little bit vague. It feels a little bit high. This is where I want a little bit more high speed in the shock to kind of bring that ass end up a little bit mid-corner to give me some more front end bite. And again, this could be my four-stroke ass talking, but... This is what I would want to create a happier Chris uh, on the track. So a little bit more front-end bite on area two of the corners. When there is nothing to bank off of. If there's a rut, it's fine. But it does feel a little bit ass and low. And then so if there is rut, and then when the rut starts to end near area three, uh, there will be a little bit push on the front end when you have a rut in area three at the end. So it's like... You want, uh, there's no rut, there's nothing to bank off of, area two is vague on the front, and then when there is a rut and it ends, area three on the front end is vague. 
So there are a little bit of uh, things that I would like to improve on with the chassis, and I think I could get that with suspension. Uh, suspension goes hand-in-hand hand with chassis. But overall, for me, straight-line stability coming down the hills. It's predictable. It does what it's going to do. Uh, overall, just a pleasant bike to ride. Wasn't violent. Again, I thought I was going to get some of that. Didn't get that. Actually, I would like to use more power, and I am fine with that. I'm fine with saying I need more power. I would rather have that than have saying, man, I, I, I got too much. It's, it's hard to ride. It's, it's scary to ride. I do not want too much power because it's tougher to – people say, oh, it's easier to lose power than gain it. I disagree. Sometimes it's tougher to harness horsepower than it is to get it. So I would rather bring my bike up than try to detune. I've learned this from the four-stroke side of things. Some bikes are just too gnarly, and it's tough to detune them. And when you try to detune them, they don't feel right. They feel disconnected to the rear wheel or they're too lethargic down low. Then there's a hit in the middle. It's just tough to figure out. But with this two-stroke, man, a little, uh, I think, a little porting, some good uh, race fuel, and a pipe and silencer. Dude, this thing could be really fun. Yes, you did hear that right. <laughs> I said it could be really fun. Uh Overall, man, I don't know what else you guys want to know about this YZ250. If I haven't covered it here in the show, you can always email me, chris at keyforinktesting.com. Um, again, ergonomically, best Yamaha there is out right now. Uh, flat seat, easy profile. The bar band is really nice. I do like that. Um, so the things that I could complain about, I'm not a huge fan of the MX-33 front tire. You guys know this. I would put an MX-3S on there, the bike is light. That tire, that carcass on that tire can handle that YZ252 stroke. So that is a plus. Yes, they are available. Yes, you can get them. Uh, it is tough to find right now, but yes, they will be available at Rocky Mountain or wherever you guys get your tires. Uh, so look for a Dunlop MX3S front. You can go to an MX33 rear. I would maybe add a tooth. God, I, uh, I'm really eating a lot of crow on this. I'm doing the Jody. I'm liking two strokes. Holy shit, man. It's uh, <laughs> it's come full circle right here. Holy crap. Um, wet weight on this team is 227 pounds, light. Uh, has a 1.8-gallon fuel tank. And what I thought was interesting was the wheelbase was 58.5 inches. So uh, that's in the realm of a YZ450F. So I like that. Uh, ground clearance, 14.2. So it does sit fairly low. I like that feeling as well. Um, what I do wish, if I could nitpick a little bit more, um, I would like a little bit more braking power. I know these guys are saying that they did some stuff to the brakes, but I think uh, I would like a little bit stronger front brake, and that could help me because I'm free freewheeling in those corners right because there's no engine braking and i would like a little bit more of a powerful brake with a four stroke yes there's more weight but i almost feel like i can get away with it because i have engine braking so a lot of my braking comes from the engine as well i never knew that until i rode the two stroke this weekend and today of how much braking i can get done with just the engine alone on a four stroke two stroke you're relying on your brakes man because this thing has a freewheel sensation like no other so you're actually clamping down on those those front and rear brakes. And for me, I need a little bit of stronger brakes, so uh, maybe I'll try to bleed them. But overall, it, they're good. They're just not great. Um, I could use a little bit of stronger brake. 
But, man, I had a great time on this thing. Uh, for you guys that are getting these bikes, they're in dealers right now. They're coming to the dealers. So, again, Jamie from Twisted um, dynoed this bike and even said to me, compared to the last year's bike, the, the difference on the dyno is pretty noticeable. So the 22 is better. With just intake, that's it. That's where you're getting your horsepower from. There's no there's no other way around it. They have a different plastic. Obviously, it's changed, more streamlined. And then you have this new air, take, uh, air intake design. Um, that's all it is, is an updated intake that's for a straighter, more efficient draw. And then when you have a straighter shot into that engine, uh, you're going to make a little bit more horsepower. But I thought it would be on the downside for me um, because it would be too much low end. But no, it actually helped it. Uh, gain a little bit more linear action, more real-wheel connection. So, uh, fun bike to ride, man. Um, look for more stuff on this bike. Yamaha is going to give me one. I'm going to do more with it. I really want to ride it more. Uh, no, this isn't the case of the Kawasaki where I say I'm going to ride it more, and then I only ride it maybe 15 hours more than last year. I actually do want to ride this thing and compare it to a four-stroke. That, that, I guess I didn't say that either. I guess I should mention that. So, for you guys, I guess this is important to talk about. For you guys getting off of a four-stroke, you say, hey, I want to get a two-stroke, Kiefer. Is it is it worth it? For me, if it's about spending less money, uh, not trying to be competitive at your local race, uh, maybe you're a little bit out of shape, those three things right there. So I want to spend less money. I'm not worried about winning my you know, classes all the time at the races. And I feel like I could last longer on a two-stroke than for me, it's worth going to a YZ250. I never thought I'd say that. I would probably point you in the direction of a YZ250F, but there is something to be said about this new Yamaha YZ250. It's fun to ride, easier to ride than I remember a two-stroke being, and then, again, still easier to ride than the 2021 edition. So... There is a valid point for you guys going to a two-stroke. Now, if you guys live hard-pack areas, choppy, things like that, I still would recommend a four-stroke because there is no replacement for rear-wheel traction, and four-strokes just have more of that. Yes, the two-stroke is getting better, this one specifically, but still not like a four-stroke. Let's say you just want to have fun. I, I need a change in my life. Maybe that's where I'm at right now with my life. Maybe I just want to change. I've been riding these four-strokes for so damn long that I, I, I need a change. And this two-strokes bring me back to some childhood memories, and it's fun to ride. Um, I feel like I could read into that more if that was happening, but I just think this bike is pretty fun to ride and, and easy to ride, and that makes me want to ride it. I'm trying not trying to relive my childhood. I just think, honestly, Yamaha's doing a good job by keeping these bikes available for us, just like the Austrian brand is. Uh, but also making it, uh, updating it for one, and then making it easy to ride for us. So uh, I'm 170 pounds. Jamie is near 200 pounds, and he said, man, I can't wait to ride this. He's jacked up over it. And then when he rode it, he was like, I'm impressed by it. And I was like, I am as well. And uh, we had a little powwow after the test because we didn't really talk about what we felt. And, uh, yeah, I think we, we think – the same thing. We're on the same track here about this bike. So um, look for more information. I'll put up a baseline settings article up on my site or Steve's site here soon. So 
try to get you some settings. Maybe I'll try to do some different jetting with that Rev FMF Rev pipe and that PC2 silencer, the PowerCore 2 silencer. Uh, I'll try to see if that uh, the jetting gets better. Um, if not, I will try to make it better. It'll get you a spec on that. Uh, but overall, out of the box, man, I adjusted the bars, hopped on it, and had a great time with no problem. Oh, one more thing. Last year's bike, the 21 detonated a little bit under load. Had a little bit of detonation. Um, softer, out of a corner, under throttle, under load, a little bit of a marble sound, you know, inside the engine, you know, that detonation thing that we hear. Got zero of that on the 22. None. Um, according to the Yamaha guys, the jetting hasn't changed, the same carburetor, but for me, there is less or zero amount of detonation. Uh, we ran pump fuel today, um, so there was no race gas, so uh, it ran on pump fuel and the jetting was was good. Um, yes, I'm sure I could lean it out a little bit. Glenn Helen was hot today, um, but for me, I think uh, it's a really good feeling. And comparing it to a KTM 250SX um, two-stroke, it does have, again, a little bit more excitement down low, a little bit more snap down low, uh, but now it's starting to come along with that linear feel, kind of like the KTM, and it climbs better than the KTM 250SX. KTM 250SX does pull a little bit farther on top, but the bottom and mid is where the Yamaha really shines. A lot of meat in the mid-range. Um, I can shift early. KTM, I can't really do that. So um, KTM still built for the mid-to-top end kind of guy. This is more built on the front side, which I like because I, I don't mind short shift. I think it reminds me of a four-stroke. So kudos to the Yamaha. Um, good job, Yamaha Japan. I don't know how much the Yamaha R&D guys um, have did out here. Um, on the West Coast to this bike, but if they did, good job to those guys. And I think, I'm pretty sure GYTR is going to make um, some hop-up parts for this, which is pretty cool. So if they do do that, might want to check that out because uh, the Yamaha guys have a really, really tough durability, um, I guess, criteria to go through uh, when GYTR builds something for any of their, their Yamaha lineup, right? So... If they do come out with something, uh, maybe a hop-up kit, maybe the old Gitter kits back in the day, that would be cool and get you a little bit more uh, oomph out of your engine. And it probably wouldn't be that expensive, being that it's a two-stroke. So um, that's cool. If I was if I was you guys, pipe, silencer, get a V-Force um, intake, you know, read induction valve system, that would be make it rev out even farther. And then run some uh, T2, VPT2. A lot of you guys are C12 guys. For me, it's tough to jet with C12 nowadays. Uh, I run T2 VP. It's pre-mixed already. You pour it in. I've had zero issues with jetting on T2. C12 is a little bit of a nightmare. It does perform a little bit better than T2 on the dyno. Uh, out on the track, I don't feel a big difference. But where I get uh, less headache is because it's just easier to jet with VPT2. So that is something you guys can can look into if I was going to recommend doing anything to these bikes. Uh, Good-looking bike, man. I uh, can't wait to see. Uh, I'll put some pictures up on my website with the raw pipe and the, the silencer. And, uh, yeah, I'm going to continue to ride this thing. Hopefully Yamaha is listening and get me a bike here fairly soon. I wouldn't mind putting some more time on it. And, yes, you will see some video uh, from RacerX and KieferInkTesting.com on this bike. So stay tuned. All right, guys, that's it. Wanted to give you guys this shout-out. Uh, you guys were right. I was wrong. I have no problem admitting when I'm wrong, when I'm wrong, and this is one of the times. 
Two strokes are fun. I will not talk shit on two strokes unless it's a piece of shit. All right. I still will. But this Yamaha two stroke, no hate comms, very fun to ride. If you guys get one, email me, Chris at keyforinktesting.com. Tell me what you guys think. And if you have any questions, um, ask away on the email. That's what we're here for. Support the advertisers, support the show. They keep this thing up and moving. And if you see me at the track, come by, say hi to the man. Uh, either me or my son, or if you see a bunch of people, don't worry. Let's talk dirt bikes. If you got a problem, I'll try to help you guys. I'm here to help and serve. And, of course, if you guys want some new merch, there's some new Kiefer-tested checkmark T-shirts. There's, uh, are you okay back there? Are you okay back there? Shirts available. Vic shirts. Uh, they're here. Heather at KieferInkTesting.com. You can get some of those. Uh, speaking of fall and cooler weather, we have hoodies. We have all different kinds of stuff. So email Heather. She'll get you dialed in, and you can rep for us wherever you guys are. We love to see it. Send us some photos of where you're wearing hoodies, your shirts, or whatever you guys have. We like that, and uh, we'll see you back next week. We're off to Colorado this week for a little training block with the sun, and we're going to be road biking, and we're going to be riding some farm dirt, deep, deep dirt. Uh, of course, we'll have some stuff to test, so that'll be nice. You East Coast guys can chill out on me a little bit because I will be wearing, uh, wearing I will be riding in soft dirt uh, so you can chill out on me. That'd be cool to have that two-stroke up there in that farm dirt. That'd be really cool, but I don't think I'll have it by then, so... Uh, we'll be back next week with Husqvarna FC 250 and 450 discussions. So thank you for joining me. We'll see you next week.